I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. And now, Pastor John Carter gives us a look into the future. Welcome back. Today we're talking about a look into the future. We're talking about the time when the devil is bound for a thousand years. I want you folks just to have a little look at this because this is a summary of the first program. Now, the first program was about 25 minutes up to here, proving some great truths. This is just a little summary, not proving it to you right now. The millennium means a thousand years. During that time, Satan is bound in the abusos, or the bottomless pit. The millennium starts with the resurrection of the righteous, and it closes with the resurrection of the wicked. And the Bible teaches that the righteous are raised when Jesus Christ, our Lord, returns. Okay? So we took half an hour to say that before we got through that right now in about three minutes. So we're going to look now at the events, not at the beginning, but during the millennium. Number one, the righteous, we saw in the last segment, the righteous have been taken home to glory. The righteous, both those who were raised from their tombs and those who are living, they've been taken home to glory. The next point is this, that the wicked are left on the earth. Because when Jesus comes back in tremendous fire and glory, when he takes home the righteous, the wicked are destroyed. But the Bible says the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. And so all those people outside of Christ who are in their tombs are completely oblivious to the greatest event of the history of the world, the return of Christ. And they sleep on the long sleep of death for a thousand years until the second resurrection. Now, here we go. Point number. Here's the next point. This depopulated earth becomes the bottomless pit. This earth, broken down, uh, devoid of human beings, completely destroyed, uh, becomes the abode of Lucifer for a thousand years. Now, would you take your Bibles and come over here with me, please, to Revelation chapter 16, please, dear hearts, gentle people. Revelation 16, verses 18, 20, and 21. Revelation 16, verse, looking for it, 18. And there were noises and thunderings and lightnings. And there was a great earthquake, such a mighty and great earthquake has, has not occurred since men were on the earth. And we who live in California know about earthquakes. Now verse 20, and uh, let me see, verse 20 and 21. Then every island fled away. Can you believe this? Every island fled away. And the mountains were not found. The Himalayas, the Himalayas disappear. 
and great hail from heaven fell upon men, each hailstone, about the weight of a talent. That's a hundred pounds. There's nothing left, folks. Men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, since that plague was exceeding great. So the earth is completely turned into the bottomless pit. Let me say this to you. If I understand this subject, I shouldn't get my heart too much set on the things of this world. You hear what I'm saying? I'd like to have a nice house and a nice car, but my friends, it's not going to save me when Jesus comes. The thing that counts is my relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hear what I'm saying today? My relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells me that Satan and his evil angels are cast into the bottomless pit. This depopulated planet, depopulated for a thousand years because the wicked are dead on the earth, either in their tombs or as corpses, as we went through in the last segment of the program. They're all dead on the earth. The righteous are home safe with Jesus in glory. And Satan is here. with his angels, and no one to tempt. And the Bible says he's bound with a mighty chain. It is a chain of his own making. He forged every link as we do with ours, without grace. And so he's imprisoned like a wild animal, and he's got no one to tempt He's bound. So there's no second chance during the millennium. People say, well, I'm going to get right with God when Jesus comes. <laughs> A little late, my friend. No second chance during the millennium or after his second coming. That's why the Bible says, now listen to me, the Bible says, now is the time. You see? The person who plans to repent at the 11th hour uh, invariably dies at five minutes to 11. And so the Bible says, now is accepted time, now is the day of salvation. So if I'm going to be saved, uh, and I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to the TV audience, the time to come to Christ is now. Because there's mercy, and there's forgiveness, and there's grace now. But don't put it off. So we should ask this question, where will I spend uh, the millennium? With the saints in glory or with the wicked on the earth, with Satan? Satan is bound by a chain of his own making. He has no one to tempt. That's why it says he is bound. He's bound so that he should deceive the nations no more until the thousand years are finished. What does the unbinding of Satan mean? The binding of Satan means that he has had the capacity to tempt taken from him. But one day he's going to get this tremendous and terrible capacity back again. You know why he's going to get it back? There's going to come a mighty, mighty resurrection. When the wicked are raised after the thousand years. Now, the close of the millennium, the grand finale. This is almost too amazing to believe. I believe it. I believe it. 
I believe this is more real than this desk or anything else or the television cameras or anything else. At the end of the millennium, there is the resurrection of uh, the mighty multitude. Every person outside of Christ. Look at Revelation chapter 20, verses 7 and 8, dear hearts and gentle people. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 7 and 8. Now, when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison. Why? Because the wicked have been raised by the billions. Then it says, the next verse, verse 8, I believe, and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the seas. Ever seen the sand of the seas? I've heard preachers on television tell me that everybody's going to be saved. That's the biggest lie that the devil ever brought out of the pit of hell. And so... At the close of the millennium, there is a tremendous resurrection. Christ says, awake, awake. He comes back. This is not the second coming. This is the third coming. And they come forth. The Bible says, like the sea on the, sand, the, sea on the shore of the ocean. Billions and billions. Every person who has ever lived. Think about that. And if we're not in the first resurrection, we will certainly be in this resurrection, God forbid. Every soul who died without Christ. Can you understand why I run evangelistic campaigns around the world, even though I'm an old man? Thank you for laughing, because you can't believe it. <laughs> Listen, I do it because it's a matter of life and death. You want to know the main reason why we have boring preachers? It's because they don't believe this. They believe it's just a comfortable job from which you can hardly ever be fired. But if you believe this, you'll understand it's a matter of life and death. If you don't come up in this first resurrection with the saints of God, you're going to come up in the second resurrection, one thing is clear. Every one of us is going to be raised. Goodness me. Nero and his mother, who taught him to be the monster he was. Pilate, who washed his hands. Herod, Stalin, Hitler. I've had people come to me and they say, you can't say these things. Because God's going to save everybody. What a delusion. What foolishness. Pardon my saying it. What spiritual stupidity. The vast numbers, the vast numbers. Hitler, the inquisitors, ISIS, and millions of ordinary sinners. When this happens, we will have the unbinding of Satan. He was bound because he had nobody to tempt. Now there is the mighty resurrection and Satan is unbound. And Satan takes his last stand 
and his final attack upon God and God's people. Look at Revelation chapter 21 and verse 2, where it talks about the descent of the new Jerusalem. The great city of the stars comes down. Revelation 21 verse 2, Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. God has prepared a city of glory for his people. And it comes down upon this earth. And then in Revelation 20 and verse 9, we are told that the wicked led by Lucifer come up and attack the new Jerusalem. Can you believe it? Yes. Revelation 20, verse 9. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and uh, the beloved city. Leave it there because the rest comes soon. So you've got a vast host. I'm going to tell you a little bit of private theology. Some, most people seem to think this is going to be over in a day. We don't know. But you're going to have the greatest generals that the world ever saw and the prince of darkness and billions of evil spirits and billions of people who died outside of Christ. I believe they will fashion mighty weapons, lasers, atomic bombs, rockets, and they will march up to throw God off his throne because they hate him to the last and everything he stands for. And then the last judgment takes place. God stops them. He says, okay, just stop now. Revelation 20, verses 11 to 13. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, most likely set up on the wall of the great city from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God and books were opened. It means there's a record kept of every life. People say, I don't believe it. Well, whether you believe it or not doesn't make any difference. The books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. That's the book that contains the names of the people who gave their lives at least on one occasion to Christ. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. People say, no, 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 there's no record. Well, that's what you say. Verse 13, the sea gave up the dead who were in it, people who died at sea. And death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged each according to their works. Listen to me. Look at this. We are saved by grace through faith. We are saved by the blood of Jesus. We are not saved by human works. But we are judged by works. The Bible says it. No, I don't want to believe it. I'm sorry. The Bible tells us the books were open and they were judged according to the things that they had done. You know Why? Because there's too much talk. Too much talk. I, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. But there are no actions to back it up. The works are the fruitage of a right relationship with God. 
And where you don't have works of righteousness, you don't have a relationship with Christ. So the Bible tells us there's a great judgment. You think of this, I've thought of this. I've thought of this. It's going to be like a giant television screen. Pilate's going to see himself on the screen washing his hands. A lot of people have washed their hands of Jesus, you know. But Pilate's going to meet Jesus. Jesus is going to be in the city. He's going to be on the throne. The man who put off his salvation. The man who turned away from Christ. The man whose soul lost his soul. Gave it all up. The man who lied and cheated and fooled the church. And his wife. And everybody else. But it's written down in the book. All there. People say, I don't believe it. This is not grace. It's the truth. As John Wesley said, one of the greatest evangelical preachers, we are saved by grace. That is the merit. But evidentially by works. The works are the evidence. That's the difference between the true and the phony. So this is great judgment. I would remind you of this. This is amazing. Every person who's ever lived in the history of the world is going to be there. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. If we never meet again, my friend, we're going to meet here. Every person who's ever been born into this world, the billions, I, that's why I am so opposed to this foolish idea that teaches that everybody is saved. Everybody is, everybody's going to go to heaven. That's the devil's big lie. What's wrong with you? How can you believe such nonsense? Here we've got a vast multitude. And they're not going to heaven. Every person who's ever lived, Pilate, the inquisitors in the dark ages, the good, the bad, and the ugly, some inside the city, the righteous inside and the wicked outside. So never forget this. You're going to be there. When I was over in Moscow, I went and saw the tombs of some of those great monsters, including the tomb of Stalin, Lenin. And I said, we will meet again, won't we? We will meet again. And then the Bible tells me the drama of the ages takes place and God turns on the fireworks. People say, no, a God of love wouldn't do this. Hey, have a real religion. Have a religion. That's a blood-red religion. Why do you think he went to the cross for? He went to the cross to save us from the fire of hell. Revelation chapter 20 and verse 9. Revelation 20 verse 9 says, they went up on the breadth of the earth. What? What rebels? We can still do it. Still beat him. And surrounded the camp of the saints. And the saints are inside the city. Look at me. Either you're going to be inside the city or outside the city. That's the thing. That's what you've got to decide. Because everybody's going to be there, either inside or outside. Surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city, and fire 
came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. There's a roar from the heavens. And verse 15 says, And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So I take all of this uh, very, very seriously. I believe it. I believe that Christ will come again. You know, things may look bad in the world and the devil may seem to be achieving what he wants to do. But let me tell you something. He's not going to win. Neither are his people. God is just and justice cannot sleep forever. And Christ will return. And God's people will be delivered and taken home to glory. And the wicked will meet God in judgment. And so as one old American writer wrote, we have a heaven to win and a hell to shun. Why do you think I'm going to Manila? Why do you think I go and run evangelistic campaigns? Because I just like doing it. You you may not realize the opposition we get and the hatred when you start preaching the gospel and you get this opposition from places and people you wouldn't dream about. You get the opposition and the hatred because uh, it is God's work and we are fighting the devil. You better fight him too and make sure you're on the right side. Because most folks who go to church don't seem to know. And then God's going to make a new world for a new people. Revelation 21 and verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven. It says new. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first earth had passed, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no more sea as we understand it. So God makes, uh, I've got some amazing information on this stuff, but I'm not going to get into it now. (laughs) I'm going to talk about the expansion of the universe and all this stuff, but I want to tell you, God's going to make a brand new world for a brand new people. And there'll be peace at last, home at last, better than you can imagine. Let me give you a little summary. Oh, there it is. Satan bound for a thousand years. The earth becomes the bottomless pit. It starts with the first resurrection, the resurrection of the righteous at the second coming. The translation of the saints, the saints go home to glory. The wicked are destroyed and left in this world. If you missed it, then get this talk. Get it. At the end of the millennium, there is the second resurrection. The wicked are raised. The new Jerusalem comes down. There is the final judgment. There is the last battle. There's the fire and there's the new world. Now here are some questions. Perhaps we should ask. Here they are. Where will I spend the millennium? With Christ in glory or on the earth with the devil? Will I come up in the first or the second resurrection? You can fool me, you can fool everybody, but you can't fool him. Will I finally be inside or outside the city of God? 
You think of people outside the city and they see their loved ones inside the city and they think, I could have been inside that city, but I didn't do it. I let sin keep me out, my lying tongue. The Bible says no liars in the kingdom of God. Will I accept the Lord Jesus as my personal saviour? Look at John chapter 6 and verse 40. These are the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. John 6 and verse 40. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. I must see the Son by the eye of faith, and I must believe in him with all my heart and all my soul. Revelation 22 and verse 14. Come with me in Revelation 22 and verse 14. This translation says, Blessed are those who do his commandments. Other translations say, Blessed are those who wash their robes, that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. What must I do? I need, quite frankly, to come to Christ. I need to have him wash my robes because we're all sinners. We're all sinners. I need to be born again by the Holy Spirit. I need to be filled with grace and glory. And the Bible says these people who do this will have the right to go through the gates into the city. And remember this. This is not the word of man. This is the holy word of a holy God. In Jesus' name. You can now find the Carter Report anywhere, anytime, on any Android or Apple device. Use your cell phone, tablet, computer, or TV to access the many inspirational messages from Pastor Carter 24-7. For Apple users, go to the App Store. For Android users, go to Google Play and download the free Carter Report app. The Carter Report also has an official YouTube and Vimeo channel. Search for The Carter Report and find the topic that speaks to you. Roku users, simply search for The Carter Report and download the app free. The same on Amazon Fire. For Apple TV, visit the App Store and download the app. Reach out to The Carter Report and experience the hope, faith, and love of Jesus Christ. The Word began in a village. Churches and schools sprang up and multiplied, reaching into the city. Great truths revealed to the people of Papua New Guinea, changing thousands of lives. Our eyes are going to be opened to the discovery of amazing truths. The greatest truth in the Bible, it is the truth that God loves you. It has completely changed my life and I'm going to be baptized this Sabbath.
Pastor Kata has put something in my heart that I will never forget. Thank you, Pastor Kata, for your program. It has changed my life completely. John Carter's Great Truths Revealed was recorded live from Papua New Guinea. Experience the miracles in this 21 DVD series for a gift of $150 US or $210 Australian. To order, visit our website or call. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.